Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Not everything happening in the auto industry is about electric vehicles, but a lot of it is. GM and Honda are teaming up to make EVs affordable. VW, with its new focus on EVs, is no longer pursuing global domination. And Elon Musk, who's made a lot of money on EVs, bought himself a seat on Twitter's board. Also, are you concerned about where all the minerals to make EV batteries are going to come from? Maybe some bad places? How about Canada? We'll get to that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Remember Elon Musk's original master plan at Tesla? Start at the high end of the market to cover the expense of enough batteries to power a car and eventually offer more affordable models? Recently, however, he seemed to give up on the notion of a truly mass-market EV from the Tesla brand. So here's a twist. General Motors and Honda are taking up the idea. They plan to co-develop a line of electric vehicles starting in 2027. The company's latest effort will focus on compact crossovers. GM and Honda say the collaboration will enable global production of, quote, millions of EVs. The vehicles will be based on a new global electric architecture powered by GM's Ultium battery technology. The two aim to standardize equipment and processes for better quality and higher throughput. They also will discuss the potential to collaborate on EV battery technology to reduce the cost of electrification and improve performance. GM and Honda declined to specify a range of price points for the new line of EVs, but Ken Morris, GM's Executive Vice President of Electric Autonomous and Fuel Cell Programs, said the vehicles would slot below the Chevrolet Equinox EV in both size and price. Due out next year, GM has said that Equinox EV would start around $30,000. GM and Honda plan to build the EVs at existing plants. Yesterday's announcement is an extension of the partnership between the two automakers. GM is currently helping Honda develop two new EVs that will use Ultium batteries. Turning to Volkswagen Group, the automaker will eliminate 60% of its combustion-powered models in Europe by the end of the decade and sell fewer vehicles overall. The move will allow VW to concentrate on producing more profitable premium vehicles, according to Finance Chief Arno Antlitz. He outlined the strategy in an interview with the Financial Times. Antlitz saying, quote, The key target is not growth. We are more focused on quality and on margins rather than on volume and market share. That move would be a shift in strategy. Former VW Group CEO Martin Vinterkorn had made it his goal to beat Toyota and General Motors and become the world's top-selling automaker. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is joining the board of Twitter. The news comes one day after the billionaire disclosed he bought a 9.2% stake in the social media network, making him Twitter's largest shareholder. However, 
Former securities officials and professors telling Reuters that Musk may have broken U.S. securities laws because he did not report the purchase in the time frame required. Turning to another EV startup, Rivian, the uh, company reported its first quarter production of 2,553 vehicles from its normal Illinois assembly plant. The company delivered 1,227 of them during the same period. The numbers come as Rivian continues to struggle with supply chain issues that are being felt throughout the industry. However, the company says its figures are within expectations and the automaker says it is, quote, well positioned to build 25,000 vehicles this year. Rivian did not provide production numbers of individual models in the first quarter. And in Canada, Toronto police say its financial crimes unit is investigating former Unifor president Jerry Dias. Dias allegedly accepted $50,000 from a supplier of COVID-19 rapid tests, and then he or staff under his direction promoted the company to employers of its members. Unifor turned over to police on Monday the money that Dias allegedly accepted. Dias retired in March, citing ongoing medical problems and seeking treatment for addiction. And that's the news you need to know. Before the news of that Toronto investigation, I asked Ontario's economy minister about Dias' situation and his legacy with Canada's resurgent auto industry. We'll have that and more after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Not long ago, Canada's auto industry was in trouble. It wasn't getting investments. It wasn't getting new jobs or products. And despite a new North American free trade agreement, U.S. politicians were pushing nationalistic policies over regional ones. But now, investments worth billions of dollars, Canadian or U.S. dollars, are becoming almost routine. To explain the turnaround and the role of regional cooperation, I spoke with Vic Fideli, Ontario's Minister of Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade. Minister Fideli, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you very much, Jamie. Great to be here. 
So Ontario has been on a bit of a roll. The uh, Stellantis LG battery plant was a big win. GM is about to start making light duty Silverados again in Canada. And it sounds like maybe you're closing in on another EV battery plant. Do you feel wow. like Ontario and Canada, are, is, it, is it up off the mat and uh, back in fighting shape again? Yeah, I think a couple of years ago, we were uh, really getting close to being on the ropes. And uh, for, uh, at least four years ago, when we heard from uh, then uh, Fiat Chrysler chair, uh, Sergio Marchione, tell former Premier Kathleen Wynne when she asked him about Chrysler expanding. And he said, basically, I'll paraphrase, you've made Ontario the most expensive jurisdiction in which to do business. And uh, we saw one by one, the car companies really scaling back, some like General Motors leaving. And um, Premier Ford said, that's it. Uh, we need to do something about this. And we are going to embark on a plan to lower the cost of doing business. And that plan was called Driving Prosperity. And here we are four years later, we've driven prosperity back to Ontario. <laughs> so tell me a little more about that. 10-year plan, driving prosperity, what are the key elements and how do you see making Ontario a more attractive location than say Michigan or Mexico or the Southeastern US? It started with uh, the raw costs that all companies pay. And in Ontario, it's called WSIB. And that uh, in, in some vernacular would be workers' compensation. We mm -hmm. reduced that cost, the premiums without reducing the benefits, by 50%. And that's two and a half billion dollars in annual savings to companies. That was day one. Then we went to an accelerated capital cost allowance, which means like the states, companies can write off their new equipment in year. That's a billion dollar savings every year. Then we did not go ahead with the previous government's tax increases that were scheduled to come in just a few months after we took office. We canceled all the tax increases and have raised and never raised taxes since we got in. So we're, we're at that lower tax uh, level. And then very quickly, two more things. We lowered the cost of industrial and commercial electricity rates by 15 and 17%. And we lowered the provincial share of companies' local property taxes by $450 million. We cut red tape uh, and reduced the burden by about $400 million a year in very specific, a lot of them auto-related, red tape cuts. Boom. Now we've got a $7 billion a year lower cost of doing business, and that's what perked up uh, the uh, auto companies to uh, have another look at Ontario. And that's, what, that's, that's really a big part of the success. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of change. So, of course, the Stellantis LG battery plant and the plans for making EVs in Ontario has been a, a huge turnaround uh, for the region. But EVs have been kind of a sore spot in U.S.-Canada relations recently, especially with U.S. President Joe Biden pushing incentives only for U.S.-made EVs. Do you feel like that, is that tension easing? Is that past now? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, we're never going to take our eye off the ball, Jamie, but, you know, we've had a really good message to our friends across in the U.S. And that message is we're stronger together. And instead of hearing from you by American, we all should be saying by North American. You know, there are nine million Americans 
who wake up every single morning just to make a product to ship to Canada. Where would they be if we started getting into some kind of a trade hassle? 300,000 people in Ohio wake up every morning just to make something to ship across the border. So we've got so many industries, auto, lumber, steel, agriculture, they're all linked by this North America-wide supply chain. Your raw materials come from Canada. That, that's, that, that's where the minerals are for these batteries. So we really do need to continue with the great relationship that we've had over the last century. In, when you were having to have these conversations with your partners in the U.S., a key uh, partner on your side on that front was Jerry Dias of Unifor. What do you make of his situation? He did so much good work for the Canadian industry, and now it feels like some of that's kind of tainted, no? Well, you know, Jerry is Jerry, and he is seeking uh, uh, health, uh, health assistance for his uh, mental health and addictions. And I, I uh, say that, you know, to anybody who's suffering from mental health and addictions, you need to get treatment, you need to uh, uh, have ha have a strong support system. And thankfully, here in Canada and here in Ontario, we have a very strong uh, support system put in place. And we wish Jerry the best of success in his uh, recovery from mental health and addiction issues. Very challenging stuff. Yes. You've advocated for a Great Lakes strategy, uh, which sounds a lot like Ontario and Michigan working together instead of against each other. Uh, why do you see that as a winning approach? Well, look, if, we, if, if Ontario were a country, we would be the third largest trading partner to the entire United States. You know, uh, we we buy American goods. Uh, we help support American families. And we know the U.S. does the same for us. And we share this common goal. This is, you know, to be prosperous, innovative. We want to be environmentally sustainable. We want an environmentally sustainable auto and manufacturing sector. And we know that working together is the best way to achieve that. So whether it's the Great Lakes or you know, 19 U.S. states. We are your number one trading partner, guys. And, and, and we're number two to nine more. So we're the best partners the U.S. has ever had. And we're just across the border. And we're, we're ready, ready we're, we're willing, we're able to, to do this even more and, and to get stronger together. That's what we really want. Yeah, the partnership between Canada and the U.S. and more specifically Ontario and Michigan was really highlighted during the uh, blockade earlier this year. And uh, of course, we're glad to have that resolved, but uh, be a big step when the Gordie Howe Bridge gets completed. Yeah, I think so. Look, that was a, a, an anomaly, a once in a 200 year event. Um, and we saw, we saw that we've taken action. And since then, uh, the Premier and I uh, were in Washington to uh, explain and to share to your uh, trade and your commerce representatives that we have now put legislation in. It's very narrow legislation that restricts uh, essential transportation routes. We're buying our own fleet of tow trucks. We have a whole new division now to be able to handle that type of issue should it ever uh, occur again. Um, but it was a constant reminder of just how important and how significant 
our relations with uh, U.S. and U.S. trade really is. So a, a, a good reminder, and we've taken care of the issues. There's a lot of concern in this transition to EVs uh, about the minerals that go into them and where and how they are sourced. Before I let you go, can you elaborate a bit on, on your approach, on Ontario's approach to mining and processing and, and getting the, the minerals we need for EV batteries? Yeah, here in Ontario, we've been uh, pulling minerals out of the ground for uh, centuries. Um, we have uh, continued um, uh, duty to consult with our First Nations. And so uh, Ontario is one of those places that is uh, well-regulated in terms of safety for the employees, uh, well-regulated in terms of um, the commerce of the gold and the silver and the nickel and the palladium and the platinum that we pull out of the ground. But we are already a global supplier of many critical minerals. Um, our, our, our minerals are used right around the world. And now we have a real opportunity to build on what we already have here in Ontario. For, for instance, Canada is the only country in the entire Western hemisphere with all the raw materials required to make a lithium ion battery. We have all that. In fact, right here, uh, I live in northern Ontario, three or four hours north of Toronto, and just north of, uh, of, of uh, North Bay, where I live, is the town of Cobalt, aptly named for <laughs> their Cobalt. Um, they have the only uh, uh, no North American-wide um, permit for a cobalt refinery in all of North America. And so we will see them uh, not only processing cobalt, but we hope making precursor for batteries. We wanna see value added. I've lived in the North for 65 years. And I tell you, uh, we want to see value added come to the North. So when we're hauling nickel out of the ground and lithium out of the ground and uh, graphite and processing cobalt, we want that value added to happen in Northern Ontario. And so that's something that we'll push hard for. The Premier and I announced a critical minerals strategy only a couple of weeks ago in Northern Ontario at uh, Canada's only uh, palladium mine. Um, and, and so we will, we will work uh, very, very hard to continue to be a key supplier of class one nickel as we have been for decades. Um, and, and I really think that, the, the light will shine on Ontario's north and draw them into the auto sector for the first time in 120 years. It's going to be very exciting for, for Ontario's north. Exciting times indeed. Vic Fidelli, Ontario's Minister of Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get news on trade, battery materials, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvant for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work. <laughs>